Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Across the Park podcast, the big match preview. This was recorded on Tuesday morning before we knew of the, the sad passing of our of our chairman, Bill Kenwright. There's no mention of Bill or any sort of tribute on the show, so we did want to add this little intro to the video and, and just pass on our, our love and support to Bill's family and friends, supporters, anyone who's affected by, by his sad passing. And rest in peace to the Everton chairman, Bill Kenwright. Across the Park podcast is proud to be sponsored by Globe Gas and Heating. For the best kitchen and bathroom renovations, boiler servicing and repair, and central and underfloor heating in the Northwest, head over to globecentralheating.com and quote Across the Park for a free quote. everyone welcome to the across the park podcast um it's that time of the week again we're previewing the next game which is for, for us it's west ham away on sunday and i've got luke from the three hammers joining us luke thanks for thanks for catching up mate pleasure mate um everton have always been a bit of a second team for me you know a team that i used to admire quite a lot you know under the more zero funny enough um You've sort of gone a little bit wobbly since, but um, yeah, the team that I always used to look up to, um, you know, thinking, why can't West Ham be like that? You know, when you used to be consistently up there, top four and stuff. Yeah. No, the irony, the irony. But uh, no, thanks for, thanks for that, Luke. And, and again, got a lot of, lot of time and respect for, for West Ham. And that's really where I want to start, to be fair, is that um, I, I think from, from my point of view, whenever the fixtures come out after I've looked for the derby and, and maybe when we're going to get a hiding from Man City, I kind of look at where West where West Ham are coming up. Um, got a, most Evertonians have got a huge amount of respect and admiration for what David Moyes done while he was with Everton. And I think the the um, the strange bit about it is that he probably didn't get near enough credit whilst he was here. Is, is probably what he does now. Um, obviously, the benefit of hindsight and, and looking at the the number of managers you've had since and the number of managers who've really struggled to to get a tune out of the squad and, and maybe get a handle on the club. But I want, I want to kind of start there. I think David Moyes' tenure or his two tenures at West Ham have, have kind of been a little bit up and down as well. He's probably got to a stage now from the outside looking in where he's he's got what I would consider to be a, a strong enough squad to be competing at, at the right end of the league. He's went and got that monkey off his back, which he's had for quite some time in terms of getting a you know significant trophy in the cabinet. What are the feelings amongst, or the general feeling, feelings amongst West Ham fans on David Moyes and on this, I guess, this this current team and and, and where they stand? I, I think with with the Moyes situation, it's like I, I myself, I, I'm I'd be happy for him to go. I, I would because I have become very frustrated with the style of play, and you know, you, you look at the Villa game the weekend, for example. We on paper we've got exactly the same sort of level of players as them. Newcastle game, you know, Lucas Paquetta is he's world class. You know what I mean? And you've got Cadu sitting on the bench, and it just seems to have the shackles on these players a little bit. You know, won that trophy, fantastic. He deserves that year purely because he's broke that forty-three year hoodoo we've had on our head. But um, yeah, I don't know whether you got to that point as an Everton fan. Maybe mm. you thought you know they didn't quite go that extra bit, rather setting up not to lose. Rather than going to beat a team, that that's what frustrates me with him the most. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I completely sympathise with that. We used to call him towards the end, Dither and Dave, and he was like, he, he, he'd, he would struggle to make a decision on, on really pushing the team forward and, and being probably more, you know, more ambitious and as ambitious as he should be, given the, the group of players and the expectations that he's almost set himself. And I, th- I think he... I look at the squad that he's assembled with you guys and you just alluded to it then. You are... There's 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 world-class players scattered in there, along with a bit of steel as well. The, you know, the Czech players that he's still got in there keep that that level of, I guess, stability. But I think if, if I was a West Ham fan, I would definitely be looking, at particularly the, the likes of the signing of, of Mohamed Kudus and seeing him sitting on the bench when you know how much talent he's got. And mm-hmm. you just want him to, to just let the shackles go, don't you? It's it, it just almost like he's scared to do that. Yeah. He's playing Lucas Pacatar on left midfield. Listen, this guy is Brazil's number 10. <laughs> you know, he's good enough to be in Brazil's like attacking midfield position, but he's like, oh, go over to the left because if you make a mistake over there, it's not so not so bad over there. We, we've killed so many players on that left wing. Ben Rama, four nails, you know, that's the kill the player yeah. position for David Boyer's left <laughs> wing. He actually done that with um, with Mikel Arteta back in the day. Mikel Arteta was the one who got put out on the left, and and you know fair play to him, he's done a sterling job out there. But you think he then went on and you know went and played at Arsenal and, and had two or three seasons yeah. there where he was running the show. And it, it, I know where you, I know what you mean, mate. It is frustrating. I think the only thing I would say, and, and I know it's it's easy saying that because we're in a in a, a bit of predicaments ourselves, is sometimes it's um, the the grass isn't always greener. Um, but I, I, I definitely feel your pain in terms of the Villa game. I watched that at the weekend and, and I looked at it and I just, it, you looked like a, a, a team or a group of players that were not being allowed to express themselves against the team that were not being allowed to express themselves and have been put into a system yeah. that suited them. I almost feel now, like in the past, David Moyes has been very good at putting some square pegs into round holes and doing quite a good job with it. But now he's got round pegs that can go in round holes and he's still trying to twist them into the other one as well. Yeah, no, mate, I agree. Our biggest problem you will see at the weekend when we play is is Mikel Antonio is not a striker, mate. He, as good as his record is, he's, he cannot play as a striker. He constantly wants to drift out on the right-hand side. We've experimented mm. with Bowen, whose best position is right wing. You know, he cuts in like an iron robin, backs it in, and it's like, oh, let's move him up front. And it's like, no, his best position is the right wing. You've got Socek, who is basically like our Fellaini. You know, he doesn't really do anything on the ball, but he's an yeah. absolute nuisance in the box. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you, mate. It's just that you've got the round hole pegs now, play them in the right position, and you might actually get a big tune out of them. But, yeah, that's his biggest... His in-game management is awful as well. Again, I don't know whether you experienced that when he was your manager. He will not make a substitution until the 75th minute. It's just not in his locker. Sorry, we had some we had some issues there briefly. Just give me a second. Yeah, no worries, mate. So yeah, you you definitely seem to be experiencing very very similar frustrations to, to what we did towards the end. So so again, just just to be clear, I think from your point of view, and, and I guess the majority of West Ham fans, that there's a feeling that maybe you could do a little bit better at this stage in terms of a, a manager, maybe like a new Emery, you could come in and, and take this team onto the next level. 
Yeah, mate. But the dream is obviously the director of football that came in in the summer. He has big links with Xavi Alonso at Bayer Leverkusen. That would be absolute dream, you know. But, yeah. you know, he's probably linked to Real Madrid. He's maybe the new Klopp replacement eventually. But that would be the absolute dream. If Steven could ring up the phone and go, Xavi, come and join my stand, mate. That would be my dream. But... There's managers out there. I think, you know, someone like Graham Potter could do a job at West Ham. Um, mm. Yeah, there's a few out there. But, yeah, it's just about letting them express themselves and using youth. Like, he refuses to use this young boy we've got called Mabama, a really good young striker. Won't even put him on. And it's like, what hope have these players got of thinking they've got a future at the club? But what I was going to say, I don't know how. And he struggled with, he struggled with this at Everton. He only ever had one striker. And it doesn't even seem like in, in your instance he's even got one if he don't include Antonio as a striker. He always struggles to bring yeah, in got, more than Danny one striker who, at a time. Do you know what I mean? Danny Ings was a good striker. You know, he was scoring goals wherever he's been. But um yeah, it just it doesn't suit him. We've had Skamaka who scored against England the other night. Haller went yeah. on and had a great career with Dortmund and Ajax and Yeah. It just I don't know. We buy a striker and he can't get a tune out of him. No, no, and I think that's if you're only ever David Moyes' systems will only ever lend themselves to playing one striker, and that one striker, as you as you've probably seen, has to play in a certain way. And the whole running the channels that that Michael Antonio does, that was if you couldn't do that when it was at, when you were at Everton, you couldn't play under David Moyes. Well, that was the Kaku, so wasn't it? it when it, you had the Kaku, that was the same yeah. sort of thing. He's a big battering ram of a player, like exactly very similar mould of player. Well, it was more so we we had uh, or the best stri- the striker who played best under David Moyes, or there was a few, um, was Andy Johnson, and uh, you remember Andy Johnson oh, from yeah. Palace days, where he just yeah. he'd run channels all day. You know, he was quick. He was considered he was quite small, but he was he was decent at holding the ball up. He actually got a good tune out of uh, Marcus Bent as well. It was it was a bit of a you know he, he went all over the place, Marcus Bent, but had a, a decent season under Moyes. But again, just someone who was happy to run and chase after things and and, and scrap around, but. No, I, I mean, I came on not really being sure where where David Moyes stood, but I, I can, I haven't seen the game at the weekends. I can, I can understand your frustrations or, or certainly where you are now. So, I guess just assuming that for this moment in time. In fact, before we do move on, one thing you do need to be careful of when we're talking about potential managers and maybe playing with some freedom of expression is you don't get caught in the Frank Lampard trap. Oh. Well, I, I hate that Frank man, Lampard, mate, on the West Ham fan, mate. Agent. Frank Lampard is poisonous word in our circles, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow, mate, you must have the best agent in the in the history of of the world, let alone just sport or football. Honestly, I don't know how he's getting jobs. Yeah, you know, his Chelsea, his Chelsea kit's just sitting in the corner waiting, just in case. Uh, they might call again. Chelsea might call again. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But uh, yeah, move, moving on, uh, or I guess probably j- just uh, focusing a little bit more on the, on the on the game at the weekend. Um, what what can we expect then? You've just alluded to to maybe the the players or the personnel that might be rolled out. What what can we expect at the weekend? Well, I think the f- I think the thing that's in your favour is we do play Olympiacos on Thursday night. Obviously, we're going away to Greece, so that's a long old yeah. flight. You know, we win that game. We're through basically. But, yeah, we've got no left-back. Obviously, the left-back got suspended the weekend, Emerson. 
So he's going to have to put possibly Kerr over there or, you know, a young boy over there, which won't, won't be great. Um, I just want to see Kadu start. I think if Kadu starts yeah. and give Antonio a rest or something, um, we might have a chance against you. But yeah, we we need to win. We need to win this game. No, no disrespect to you guys. You know, you've not had the greatest of season. This is a game. If West Ham want to be up there in the top eight this year, we, we have to win this game. We do, especially at home. We, we have to win it. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually quietly looking forward to this game. I think, as you just suggested, then you've obviously got a, you've got a long, a long trip on on Thursday, or certainly a, a difficult trip on Thursday. Uh, I imagine there's going to be, you know, some, some tired legs, tempted to shuffle the pack again, which I don't think is ever, ever, um, ever ideal. Is it particularly against like a, a Sean Dyke team that are probably going to be certainly very organised. Um, mm. and, and I look at the, the Brentford game that we played a few weeks ago, and I think it'll be a similar blueprint. What we, you know, we look to to kind of implement against you guys is we're very much in their faces from the get go. We got the ball forward early, but we didn't let, you know, let let Brentford move and didn't let them breathe. Um, and I think if we can play with that level of energy, which is something we should have a, an advantage on you with in terms of, you know, your your squad and and, and our squad in terms of minutes in the tank. Um, I think I think we could cause you problems. Um, and I, and I think yeah, in the games that we've that you're we have played, like the core is in great form at the moment. The core is in yeah, great I, form. I like Anana. I think the midfield's going to be key. You know, Paqueta, Wood, Prass, and Suchek versus the core Anana is going to be quite a battle in there. You know, the core is in really good scoring form as well, which I was quite surprised yeah. when I was doing a little bit of research for the show. Um, yeah, mate. It, I suppose Ashley Young against Bowen's an interesting one. You know, you have got a aging player there that's going to be running at him. He'll be suspended, actually, Young. Oh, is he, he suspended? Got, got, sent off, got sent off. Yeah. Got sent off at the weekend against Liverpool. Um, so he'll be suspended. I mean, Patterson comes in, and I, I do like Patterson, but he, he, he's... I mean, we, we're having a chat about this on our show where we were reviewing the derby at the weekends, and Ashley Young's not had a great season, to be fair. He's been okay, but he's, he's a player I think most fans would like to see come out of the team. The trouble is... Yeah, he's, Nathan, he's 38 he's, now, Nathan now he's 39 now, yeah, he is. He's he's definitely getting on. Um, he's thirty-eight, yeah. But Patterson just hasn't took his chance when he's come in, and I'm hoping he does that this weekend. But he's very hot and cold. He's still he's still young, Patterson. But I'd like to see him come in and take his chance this weekend. But you don't really generally know what you're going to get from him. I think the key for us, you've just mentioned the, the midfield battle there, but it's it's getting our wide players on the ball. We didn't do that at the weekends against Liverpool, but in the games that we've won this season, which are three 0 against Bournemouth, three one against Brentford. It was the wide players that, that that played the you know the big part in that in terms of getting up and supporting Dominic Calvert Lewin along with Takore. So Jack Harrison and, and and McNeil, we need to get the best out of them this weekend and and get them in the game. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jack Harrison. I would have liked him at West Ham actually because I thought he would have been good balance with Bowen this side and Harrison that side. Uh, he scored an trick against us last season as well. So he, he likes scoring at London Stadium. He scored he scored an trick for Leeds last season against us. So uh, he's won uh, the your bet, your goal scoring yeah. bet. Yeah, hat trick last season it was. Yeah. It was either last season or the season before last. He definitely got an hat trick in that game. Uh, yeah. I think your only other weakness, I'm, I'm not, I don't know how you feel about it, um, that uh, Ukrainian guy you've Nikolenko. got, he never, never looks convincing to me. He's, he's the only one whenever I watch, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's um, 
he definitely divides opinion, Mikhailenko. If anything, most fans are, are not keen on him. Um, look, it's one of them where you feel a little bit sorry for, not not just because he's Ukrainian and obviously what what they're going through as a country, but he's a he's still a he's still a fairly young lad. He, he, his application is there all the time. He's he's a very decent defender. He's just not accomplished enough on the ball and and generally gets found out in that respect. You no know, teams and players like Bowen, if he, if he goes and presses. You know, Michalenko and stays on his shoulder. I, th- I think he can cause him problems. The one thing I would say, he come out of the last game against Liverpool with more praise than than anyone else. He was outstanding against Mo Salah. Um, hopefully, he can take that that form into this game. But yeah, you're right in saying that he, he is normally a player that you can get at. Um, but I think if if those two players in Patterson and Michalenko, I was actually be more concerned about Patterson's side than than Michalenko. I think Michalenko is a, a solid enough defender when you're playing away from home. He's all right. It's when you're playing yeah. at home and you're asking him to get forwards, he tends to get a little bit caught out. Um, but look, I think I think I personally think that's where the the attacking battles will be lost or one will be in the wise areas. Obviously, Bowen is your outstanding outstanding threat. Kudu, I, I think yeah. Moyes have been mad not to put Kudu to the weekends, um, whether he plays him on the flank or whether he plays him as a as a kind of false nine or or number nine. I mean, he played that role quite a bit for Ajax. Kudu's playing as an as a number nine. He's not your traditional number yeah, nine. Man, but when he you... gets on the ball, when he gets on the ball, he's terrifying, terrifying when he starts running with it. <laughs> but uh, we ain't seen it enough. And the one thing I would love as well is James Ward Price to finally break this record, mate. <laughs> this uh, David Beckham record. He's one free kick away. It's like as soon as he joined well, West Ham, you thought, yeah, he's never scoring a free kick again. It's just typical West Ham. You know? <laughs> oh, that record's going to stay forever and ever and ever now because he's a West Ham player now. What, what's he been like? I mean, I've seen his first few games. He, he was right on the money with a few corners. Oh, he's been he fantastic, mate. Um, yeah. You know, the first first few games, he was either goal or assist, goal or assist. He wasn't great against Villa, but then no one was. Um, mm. But yeah, he's a good player, mate. You know, that that right foot is a secret weapon, mate. You know, it, we get yeah. excited when it's a corner. It, it, we may as well think, oh, it's a penalty because Zuma might edit in or Gerd might edit in. We've got some big lumps in there that can edit in. Well, Another you should good be excited. player this year. We haven't mentioned him. Alvarez yeah. as well, mate. He's a he's a real real player. He is Edson Alvarez. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't seen much of him to be Top fair. Player. Um, what what type of player is he? He's a CDM. Like he's obviously replaced Declan. He hasn't got Declan's running ability mm-hmm. or scoring ability, but he is just your standard CDM. He will fill in at the back. He. You know, he, he just mops up everything. He, he just does everything perfect. He's so, so good in that role. Fair play. I mean, it, it, going back to corners briefly, we're the opposite. If we take a corner, you'll have a chance of scoring on the counter. Our corners are <laughs> dreadful. And, and we just we seem to be more vulnerable off our own corners than we are off the opposition corners. It, it's ridiculous, honestly. used to be so good at them Someone... as well. Leighton Baines used to be worldy at putting oh. the ball in. Yeah, mate, don't. We, we've got nobody in that squad. Nobody in that squad now can take a corner. It, it's dreadful, honestly. It's really poor. And that, and that, uh, it was a whopping free kick at Goodison last season for, for Southampton. They mm. the pretty much won the game. He, he's he's always been a pain in our backside, so I'm, I'm not looking forward to seeing him again. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot then, Luke. Give us a give us a prediction. I'm going to say 1-1. I think we're going to be quite tired. I think you'll... Basically, you will set up 
if you set up in a low block against us, we don't know how to play football. West Ham do not know how to play football when they've been given the ball. Where if we, if you were coming at us and we could sit in the low block and counter you, there's a good chance we'll beat you. But I think Sean Dyche will recognise that just let West Ham have the ball because they don't know what to do with yeah. it. We don't. We, we haven't got a clue what to do with it. Um, yeah, and I think Decor is in great form and no doubt we will score a goal. Yeah, 1-1. One, one. You, you renowned were a bogey team of ours back in the past as well. You know, we, we never, ever used to win at Goodison. Um, oh, no, and I yeah, remember we, days yeah, we... Big Barnby scoring an hat-trick against us. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Years ago, Big Barnby scoring an hat-trick against us. And Lukaku used to always score against us. So, it's, you've always yeah. been a dodgy team for us. Um, yeah, 1-1. One, one. That's me that being, being hopeful, I think. Do you remember, do you remember the couple of free kicks that Bain scored at Upton Park? Scored two. Unbelievable free kick. Yeah, yeah, I was at that game. Yeah, two, oh two in the same game, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, unreal. Yeah, yeah, unreal. I've had, I've had some, yeah. uh, I've had some good times down at Upton Park. To be fair, great place and great place to go in general. <laughs> um, from from my point of view, um, I'm gonna go two two. Like you, I think um, I don't think there's gonna be much in between the teams for for different reasons. I think I think the impact of the Thursday night is 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 gonna be playing our favour. However, I just think. You know, speaking a little bit about Ward Prowse and, and your threat from set plays, I do agree. I think you might find it hard to break us down, but I just think, in again, the combination of the dead ball situations and and us getting caught high up the pitch, and, and if you, if you do play Kudus, if Bowen's in the team, you're going to be able to get behind our back four. We're not the quickest at the back, and um, two centre backs as as decent as they've been this season, um, they're, they're not they're not the quickest. Tarkovsky and um, Brandweight. So uh, I think you will get behind us and, and you will get opportunities for that reason. I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. We've, we've had so many 2-2s two, away from home under Dyke, you know, it's, it's weird. You wouldn't think. That I, that I think your results are misleading as well. I think you've been a lot better than actually what your results have shown. I think, like I say, the Liverpool game, I thought you was excellent in that game. I know mm. that was a derby, but I've watched a few other Everton games and you've just been slightly unlucky, I think, some sometimes. Lack, sometimes the finishing is not quite there. You know, it will That's come. It. it will come. Yeah, that's it. I, th- I think until uh, I mean, Calvert Lewin was out for the for the first four to six weeks. Whilst he wasn't in the team, we struggled to score. Um, since he's come back in and and Decore, Decore finds it much easier to play behind the front man. If you haven't got a natural nine up there, Decore he's kind of just running running around, not really sure. He hasn't really got a, a reference point. But I think with Calvert Lewin come back in and, and Beto, who we brought in from who's an easy, he's been a been a big plus. If I'm honest. Use it, use it, take Beto. You know, Beto would, would do a cracking job for you. I'll take anyone, mate. He's a, <laughs> anyone he's but Antonio. I'm not a big Antonio <laughs> fan, mate. I would take anyone. Like, my dream would be Ivan Tony, but again, I think he, again, he's mm. just sort of slightly out of our reach. But that, if there's any player that could suit West Ham's system, it's Ivan Tony because he would just do everything. Yeah. But again, he's out of our reach. He's going to go Chelsea, Arsenal, wherever. But yeah, anyone who can run, just someone who can run a bit and have a good touch on the ball. Like Antonio's touches. Oh my god, pack it a crisp feet. Do you know what I mean? Mate, just <laughs> the ball just bounces off it, mate. Trampoline. <laughs> Might as well, because we as Evertonians, I'm in a, obviously a few Evertonian WhatsApp groups. Whenever West Ham play, we always say, Oh, I'd love to get Antonio. He always seems to look good to me. <sighs> no, mate. I'll tell you a player who I could see going to use. I know Sean Dice has got history. I could see you maybe trying to pick Danny Ings up in January. Because I know mm. like he's a Sean Dice sort of player and we yeah, definitely I think would be looking we, to get rid of him. I think we were close. Um, I think we were close actually during the last window, and there was someone else. 
There was someone else we nearly took from you. Um, what's his face? Who was at Burnley? The, yeah, he's hardly played for you. Oh, Corne. Um, Corne, yeah. Does he crap him? Yeah. Don't know where he is, mate. Like, when we signed <laughs> him, I thought, oh, yeah, we've got a really decent pacey winger. He's scoring goals for Burnley as well. I think, yeah. I think he's only played four games for us. Four games. And he yeah, just keeps I, I, getting these mystery injuries. It's weird. Very, yeah. very weird. Yeah, strange. On that. But I know, I think that one was, was quite close towards the end. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, I think January is a, is a key window for both of us. Hopefully, from your point of view, you can you can stay in the mix because, you know, I, I think, I think come the, you know, come the stretch, I think you've got, you've got half a chance of, of, of finishing well. See, because there's so many teams that, that look like they're in transition. I, I think that's the, probably the same thing for you. Conference League again. If West Ham could qualify for the Conference League again, that's, that's four years in Europe in a row. Like that's, West Ham, that's unheard of, you know, that's absolutely unheard of. I guess that's the bit if you're going to be play devil's advocate with it all, and I understand all the frustrations you've said around David Moyes' style of play and, and maybe the, the plays that he's not getting the most out of. That said, four years on the bounce, as you say, in Europe, is still, it's still some achievement, isn't it? Oh, mate, you, mate you, you, as, as a neutral looking in, if you, had, if you don't watch West Ham every week, you can see the football, mm. you have to go... Mate, he's got you in Europe. He's won you a trophy. What more do you want? And I totally understand that argument. I totally it was exactly totally the same. It. it was exactly the same at Everton, honestly. It was so so similar. But um, yeah, difficult, difficult one. It is it is a really frustrating one for for fans because sticking at West Ham and, and I know sometimes you get a little bit of stick for this. I think from the outside is that you know this is the way West Ham play and we expect this and we expect that. But you know, down the years you have had some some really you know really strong attacking teams, haven't you? There's so many players that light up a game. And I think Mate, in, I you can still see Palo them Canio, players in there. I mean? yeah. He's God. Palo Canio is my God. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And Payet, the, the, these are players, like, even just one, just let one player off the leash and let them do their magic. Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at no, the moment, fair, it's all fair very enough, It's fair enough. It's fair enough. But listen, thanks again, Luke. Uh, for any of our Everton followers who are, who are obviously looking to catch a little bit more of West Ham, uh, Luke's hashtag or the three hammers is, is in there. You guys are on YouTube. You've got a YouTube channel as well. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll tag you in our video. So any any Evertonians who are maybe looking to to um to stay in touch with what David Moyes is up to, so that he can come to us when he leaves West Ham. Check out the channel. Wouldn't <laughs> <And keep laughs> surprise me, mate. Wouldn't surprise. The way we are at the moment, we take him back in a heartbeat. Believe believe you me. But uh, I, I, I can't see that happening for, for a number of reasons. But again, Luke, <laughs> thanks for your time, mate. We'll um, again if you if you if you're coming up for the Everton game, give us a shout. We can, uh, we can have a few beers, and I'll uh, I'll maybe drop you a message when I'm down at the weekend. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thank you so much for having me, mate. Really appreciate it. Love coming on your uh, other fan shows. It's always great, great fun, mate. Good luck with the game, mate. <laughs> Man, cheers. Yeah, good luck. Good luck this season. Not so much uh, at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Let us wait. See you Take soon, it. mate. Thank you.